Break It Down with Rick and Tim is also available to watch on YouTube. Oh, that was very bright and exciting and wonderful. It'll go great in there. I like it. And don't forget to check out our website. That's right. www.breakitdownwithrickandtim.com Hey everybody, we're here inside Tim's apartment. Look at all Look these at all Star stuff. Wars toys. God, I wish I had the money. I would be all about this stuff if I could just spend my money like a child. He is the 40-year-old oh virgin. Ah, yeah, that's really what this place is. Oh my God, Rick. Oh, the puppies. Right? That's amazing. This is, that, this is the apartment in real life, IRL. Yeah, that's crazy. I have a 50-year-old bachelor. Right. Look at this. Oh, look at all the stars. Yeah. How many, how much, how much? Don't do you... drink from that! Tim is holding the wooden chalice of Christ from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You know, the Holy Grail? <laughs> do you know where that came from? It was supposed to be a subtle reference, Rick. Oh my it, it's God. It's supposed to be a little Easter egg people were supposed to, to mention, but now. Here's to MAGA. Cheers. Cheers. I drink from it then. Yep. MAGA. So we're going to be talking about the fourth uh, indictment of That's Donald right. Trump. Number four. What? Georgia. <laughs> we go over the RICO Act and all the people, 19 of them, that are um, charged with all of yeah, this. Yeah, we go over the roles because we haven't really heard a lot of their names, but they play a big role, like uh, the architect of the whole... You know, elector scheme thing, though he's facing a lot of charges, like yeah. nine or ten or eleven or twelve. Yeah. And a number, uh, a number of them. We talk about Brian Kemp and how he surprised everybody by turning on Trump. Did he surprise everybody? Was it really surprised me? Why was it a surprise to you, Rick? Because of the state legislature that they he had it so that they could fire Fannie. Sure. I just, you know, well, yeah, that's true. And I, that, that power is still there. I think it, it comes down to, and we'll talk about it, what it comes down to in yeah, Break yeah. It Down. With, we'll break it down in Break It Down with Rick and Tim. Yep. And uh, it's audio, so this is the video portion for YouTube. Mm -hmm. That's just why I didn't make myself look good. Sorry. You never looked good. Oh, eat me. Get the f*** out of here. <laughs> The hell's going on? It's a good question. I'm glad I'm Italian. I'm not white. You kind of are. <laughs> Why does it have to be the big chicken? <laughs> Why does it have to be the big chicken? Why do you have to say it like that? <laughs> I was right, and yes. you were racist. It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> I still have a belief that Sasquatch is out there, but that doesn't make me crazy. And you give me that face, and this is my issue with you. You're a questionable person. This is a podcast where Rick, a Generation Xer, and Tim, a Millennial, come together and try to find answers to our changing world. Break it down with Rick and Tim. All right. We're going to do something we haven't done. We're going to let the bad words fly. Uh-oh. No editing the bad words. Raw. Uncensored. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. Donald Trump was arraigned on a New York Supreme Court indictment. Citizens in the Southern District of Florida, here in the District of Columbia. A Fulton County grand jury returned a true bill of indictment. 34 felony counts of falsifying business records. With felony violations of our national security laws conspiring 
to defraud the United States. Criminal racketeering enterprise to overturn Georgia's presidential election result. We today uphold our solemn responsibility to ensure that everyone stands equal before the law. We have one set of laws in this country and they apply to everyone. Their evidence can be tested in court and judged by a jury of citizens. We look at the facts, we look at the law, and we bring charges. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Live from my living room today. Yes, this is our third location. No, wait. Fourth location. First was in the kitchen. Then yeah. in the studio, then in your backyard. The backyard was nice. Although it's a little warm today, so we're going to do it right here next to the air conditioner, which you can probably hear in the background. And you're not going to hear any airplanes or trains, gunshots. No guarantees. <laughs> hey, Tim. Hey, Rick. I am getting so confused. How many indictments does Donald H. Christ now have? We are now looking at number four. <laughs> It's like Christmas. It's like, right? The never-ending so gift. The gift that keeps on giving all year round. Our podcast has kind of turned into a uh, political podcast. We used to talk about hot topics, but... Well, and that's the other thing. Like, I want to talk about something. I noticed when you tweeted out something today for those who still are on the Twitterverse. Um, X. Yeah, whatever... Whatever symbol it is. Apparently, he had that domain like for a long time, and he just really wanted it to become something. So this was like his moment, I guess. You're talking and, about Ellen Muschina. Yeah, that guy. Uh, that's neither here nor there. The you you tweeted out and MAGA hashtag and MAGA, and like at the same time, like I I I want to emphasize our impartiality but at the end of the day yeah we kind of are so i wanted to talk briefly about why and it's not like we're against the people but we're against the idea uh and and i think what the idea is 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 this ultra conservatism this this nationalism where uh, we want to close ourselves off to the rest of the world and let the rest of the world around us burn and that's not america MAGA needs to end for our country to continue because it embraces theocracy. It embraces your so, wife and daughters being second class. That is true. So how do we embrace those people and let them know that that is not okay? We arrest them. Have we arrest we put them? them in prison. While they're in prison, we give them an education. Because what does an look education look like? That's the other thing. Like, what, what does it mean to give somebody an education? Here's an example. The MAGA insurrectionists that have all been arrested by the FBI that are currently in prison. I saw online, and I can't give you the exact information right now, but... I saw online. They are not happy for being duped, and that they are in prison, but not Donald Trump. Oh, I'm sure... Well, no. I'm sure that there are some who aren't. I'm sure that there's Mm -hmm. a handful, but you also have to understand that there's a January 6th choir, right? There are people there who are still all about it, and they're just waiting to get out. Right, they're still his people. Yeah, but it's little by little dying. Little by little, but not enough to you know die off. Everybody's got a little bit of off and a little bit of on. Uh, you know who's gaining? Uh, he's gaining in popularity. I think I believe, or at least last time I checked, and this was a while ago. But he was gaining in popularity with the Hispanic vote. Who? Donald Trump. 
Maybe in Florida, not in Los Angeles. <laughs> no, but in general, he was. Mm. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and that's uh, more and more are going Republican. Um, so it's, have, it's all a game of numbers. And so it's, it, you just look to see what the statistics say. It's, it's crazy. I have another saying. example for you how MAGA is dying. Mm-hmm. Every single one of these court appearances that Donald has gone to, he's been asking for people to show up and to fight. And to protest, save our country, make America great again, blah, 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 blah. Well, they're all in jail. And there's been a few, there's been a few cuckoos. Just a few. There's been a few, but you got to remember, like, the people who are in jail are, 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 like, the ones that were, like, grabbing, like, five of their friends to go with them, right? So they're the leaders and stuff of all these little mini groups and such. So there's no organization to the MAGA crazies right now because they're all in jail. So would you say that MAGA is, at the moment... Dead? No, I would say that their uh, little force, little is, militia, little militia is dead. Uh, I, I I think that uh, the people who back it um, are still very much alive and still very much using the what the real power is here, and that's the power to vote. So interesting. I mm-hmm. think the tide has now turned to what. For our country returning back to normal as close as it can, considering what's going on. Because here's yeah, the pendulum swings. I have some examples for you. You think the pendulum is done swinging? My example pertains to the fourth indictment of Donald Trump. Okay. Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia. Okay. He tweeted, and I'm going to read his tweet. Read my tweet. The 2020 election in Georgia was not stolen. That's huge because he. Put that out willingly. No one was expecting him to do that because he had a... uh, Hold on a second. We were concerned that he was going to... What he was going to do with Fannie Willis because the entire reason his state legislature gave itself the authority to fire duly elected local prosecutors and why Kemp signed that law was to give them the authority to stop Donald Trump's case. But then, to our shock and relief, he posted that willingly. You think that that's a shock and relief? It is. Why? Because I thought because of what he did with this state legislature, they were going to give Fannie the boot. And then there had been no election number four. Well, and that still might be an option because you can do that at any time. And so it's uh, all about a game of power here. It's now Brian yes. Kemp has the power yes. to hold Donald Trump accountable, and, and he might use that as leverage. So he let's has go. Aspirations. Let's, let's, there's more. There's more before. There's more. Okay. Okay. At some point, I want to speak, though. I'm, I'm reading his fucking tweet. I know. Okay. Go. More to the tweet. Take your complaint with Brian Kemp. With Brian. Kemp. Brian Kemp's tweet continues. Okay. He continues. He glares. Since at we're me. talking about. <laughs> The wave of MAGA coming. The to other an thing end. is the seating position that I have you in is I am down here and you're looking and straight down and looking. That's right. I mean, and I hate it. What the fuck is this? Stupid? Sorry, there's some swearing and he's going to yell at me again for that. Oh my god, he's looking down at me again. Go ahead. The tweet. He's lost his place. Everybody. He's no, looking. My, fing- my fingers there. Oh, there it is. Go ahead. Brian Kemp's tweet continues. For nearly three years now, anyone with evidence of fraud has failed to come forward under oath and prove anything in a court of law. Our elections in Georgia are secure, asked Stacey Abrams that question, accessible and fair, and will continue to be as long as I am governor. 
The future of our country is at stake in 2024, and that must be our focus. What does that tell you? So what it tells me is this. He understands how the legislative branch works and how checks and balances work. So for those of you who don't know what checks and balances is, the English police version is it's uh, there are three branches of power, and they all hold about the equal amount. Now, the president holds the most power, but the the Senate and the all the courts can say, nah, you can't do that sometimes, right? And sometimes they have to get together and both say, nah, you can't do that. And so in this case, uh, I think Brian Kemp also understands that uh, Fannie Willis, like, so she's the, the 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 prosecutor here she is her boss is brian kemp because she is the prosecutor for the state and she's saying look this was so bad that it affected multiple people or multiple populations in our state that we need to look into this and oh we found something and oh it really could have messed things up like we at the end of the and then you said i said that a lot i know we now just caught conscious. it so what it comes down to, which is another way of saying at the end of the day, um, she is in charge of saying, look, in history books, are we going to go down as the spot where democracy fell apart? And Brian Kemp, I think, recognizes that as well. He doesn't want to go down as the person who lets somebody come in and say, I'm going to... I'm going to mess with your elections. Yeah. Almost effed that up, literally. I'm going to mess with your elections. And and that would go down in history as the day that, that elections, democracy fell. And if we don't prosecute that moment in time and scrutinize that moment in time, then what are we? Right. Right? And that's the check and balance part. Like the, the legislative branch has the authority, has the right to say, hey, this has potential to affect a huge population, so we got to look into it. And that's why it's important. And that's why I think Brian Kemp is letting it happen, because he understands how government works. I got two things from his tweet. The first one was, it told me he's intelligent. I tend to judge a lot. I'm aware. You are very judgmental. Mm -hmm. It's a defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. And... Even though he's extreme conservative, he's smart enough to know who the devil is. And if Trump becomes president again, Brian would never become president. It'd just be Trump from then on out. So he knows, kick the dog now. Oh, sure. You know. Again, it goes down to that mm -hmm. the same thing that we just discussed. Yeah. It's that moment in time. It's, should do we allow... Uh, a dictator to take over by coming in and saying the elections right. are rigged and just by saying, yeah, we're going to let him say that goes back to that craziness uh, that um, Steve Bannon said that yeah. right before, right before it happened. Oh, if he loses, he's just going to come out and say he won it. Watch. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. And at the beginning of this, you Steve said Bannon. It's, about, it's about power. It is about power. Kemp wants power. Yeah, he does. He's got uh, you Well, know and right now he has power because then he can come out and say, once this is done, it was my prosecutor, my administration mm -hmm. that stopped this craziness. We can return back to the days of democracy. And then vote for me for president. Yes, Kemp 20, whenever the flip it happens. Since I'm going to bet that the Democrat Party will probably win the ne next election. Right. So recently... 
a good Texas woman was charged with threatening to kill the judge in the Trump election Department of Justice case. Her name is Abigail Joe Shirey. She left a voicemail message with racist threats saying, Hey, you stupid slave, N-word. You are in our sights. We want to kill you. She said this to who? Who is the judge again? Uh, the insurrection, January 6th. Yeah, Department who was the Justice. insurrection? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judge Chutkin. Judge Chatkin. Chutkin. She's African-American. She is a person of color. And who was this person who left the threat? Good Texan by the name of Abigail Joe Shirey. And and what was her connection to anything? She's MAGA. She's just a crazy. Yeah. So So that um, takes us back to the uh, operative question here. Um, the, The reason why... Uh, from my perspective, the conservative view doesn't work in America, uh, in to some degrees, because in some degrees it does, because it is America, uh, and it's the economy, stupid. But um, if we ran America like a business, right, just like people say, um, a business has the ability to say, hey, we're going to reduce our staff, so let's fire a quarter of our staff or something like ridiculous number like that. And then they're not our problem anymore. Period. Nope. Boom. Gone. So if we ran America like a business, what do we do with the people that are constantly being fired? Cause it feels like when you like take away things, like you say entitlements and things like that. And don't get me wrong. I do think that there needs to be some reform and that people are taking advantage and that it isn't set up very efficiently, but that's, you know, the the amazing part about government is that it grows and evolves and then there needs to be some adjustment. Um, but what do we do with the fat that we trim? And in our case, we talk about it in terms of like a political thing. When we when you talk about it, it's like, what do we do with the MAGA people? Well, we, we uh, arrest them. Arrest them. Yes. Right. And so that's very, that's, oh, that's, that's kind of Nazi kind of got a ring to it. Oh, well, sometimes Democrats have to grow a pair of balls and fight fire with fire and quit being such goddamn pussies when it comes to this shit. Jeez. We talked about this the other day. The Democrats have to stand firm. They can't be like, oh, well, we'll wait till the next election. Well, right. But at the same time, do you think that uh, arresting people is going to change their point of view? I don't know. I do remember because what it sounds like you want us to do is to take them all, put them in jail through re-education camps, you and know, put them back I out. Wa- I the wish world. the same goddamn things for them that they want for me. Put homosexuals like me on an island and be done with us, right? So let's do mm. the same to them. Let's put all of MAGA right. on a little Mar-a-Laga island so they could have their own, you know, third third world type of country where women are property and theocracy and it what is, was it that you told me yesterday that they're now going soft? Was it about Jesus Christ that Jesus's teachings oh, yes. are what are soft too soft? Jesus's teachings now are too soft for the current political climate. Welcome to Let's Trigger Richter. Right, and this now, is a the, huge. Oh, you, man, you ruined only, my. I was gonna say you ruined my trigger. Tim. But here it is. We triggered we, Richter. And then we're, we're going to do yeah. Everybody, I, let's, real quick, let's do Let's Trigger Richter. And here we go. We triggered him. Bada! Music, everything. <laughs> Uh-oh. I wish them everything that they wish for me. 
Right. So and, take that <laughs> up the ass, no oh lube, boy. And no dinner, oh and Jesus. spin on it. No Not you, lube, Tim. no dinner. No, I know, I know but, but that. It, or I'm just saying, Jesus just, Christ, they just, no. I have yet to meet an, an intelligent, intellectual, sexual, mega lunatic. They're all extremists. They're all keyboard warriors. They're all enraged. They all think they're victims. When in fact they're the ones giving a billion a billionaire all their money. They are, and that's kind of the funny part about it. Uh, but, but let's back up because holy cow! And yes, let, I will acknowledge. I'm going to acknowledge that you come from a different perspective than I do. Right? You have experienced uh, a lot of discrimination. Um, I have not because I am very white and very male. Um, so. It doesn't answer the question, though. You can't put everybody in jail. And so you say, uh, let's treat them exactly how they want me to be treated. But, at the same, but what that does is, and this is this is one of those issues with our, our community, is that perpetuates this cycle of trauma. Because if, I, if they want trauma inflicted on me, well, then I will inflict trauma on them so that they see how it feels and they'll never want to inflict it on me. But that is, that's not how it works. People think that's how it works because that's the easiest way to get around it, but it's not because why do you want them to suffer? Well, because they're making you suffer. So there's this perpetual cycle of suffering. So now what you have to do is say, hey, look, we have to say, uh, let's just stop the suffering both ways and let's figure out a way that we all can get along and agree. And this is a socialist idea that you, and, and for some reason, I think it should be a conservative idea too, but you can do things as long as it doesn't infringe on the rights of other people, right? And then we have to draw a clear line of what those rights are, right? And if you get down to it, it's all about, you're right, educating people, but you can't force them to have that education. So we can arrest them. That's some... Crazy I'm gonna, shit. I'm, and I want to be clear here, Tim. I'm talking about the mentality and the level of people that attacked our Capitol Police officers. So we did arrest them, and they yeah. are in jail. Yeah, and they are in prison. Yeah, that's different. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. we're not, but, we're, but we're not arresting them for being MAGA. We're arresting them for storming the Capitol and trying to stop democracy. That's different. But they're MAGA. They are MAGA. They That's happen their to be common MAGA. Factor. That's that their is a, that is a common factor. Yes, it's a very significant one. But that doesn't mean that then I have to go arrest you know my aunt because she decided no, to be MAGA. Because there's a difference between being a conservative and being MAGA. There's a difference. Sure, but you can't erase arrest somebody unless they've actually broken the law. And it's being not. And it's not against the law. A domestic terrorist doesn't that count? Oh no, it does. But okay, but, arrest them. Arrest them. Right, all. but you Problem cannot. Solved. But but you cannot arrest everybody who has a MAGA hat. I'm doubling and, and down. Says, yeah, I Hashtag and MAGA. Do it now. And I'm I'm ashamed that it's taken over two years to get to this point where people like Brian Kemp and Governor Christie are like, yeah, Trump's bad. It's taken two years. That is not very long. You think it's long. I know. But it's we not. talked about this in the last podcast mm-hmm. how, you know, it's the, not the rule and, of law. And, and I was just about to say this because, you know, we're seeing this change happen. We're seeing, you're right, MAGA die slowly off. And for someone like you, arrest them all. Now, right? Yes. But for someone like me, again, appreciating the iceberg and Titanic movement of this whole thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> We, 
you have to allow things to happen and unfold and for parts to fill up with water before the well, whole ship sinks. I think I'm also a person of this current state and our culture where instant gratification. Exactly. And that's one of the things I have to teach. Like, And I teach my students, you have to understand how slow the process is. Right. When you look at when things are scheduled, there's a reason. You got to have time for the process. Well, our friend, Abigail Joe Shirey. Okay. She allegedly threatened to kill anyone who went after former President Trump. An FBI affidavit says she also threatened to kill Texas Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, a person of color. Democrats in Washington, D.C., and all people in the LGBTQ community. Here's the best part. Okay, what's the best part? Abigail Joe, quote, suffers from major depression and has a long history of substance abuse, okay. court records state. Okay. And her father said she sits on her couch daily watching the news while drinking too many beers. Okay, so you just pointed out... A poor girl who was brainwashed by the news. And look what she did. Yeah, and she made some threats. So let's... And now she's in jail. So that's... Sure. Yes. And MAGA. Arrest them all. But you don't call and make threats. You get arrested. But... That's not to stop are some all cr- okay, people okay, who are poor doing no, that. No, 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 no. But, but again, what was her role here? What was like her, her, her main role? Like, how? What was her significance other than just being some? What was her job? Was she like? How significant was she? In terms of like, community, as an individual, yeah, no significance. Okay, so let's start there. She was of no significance. As an individual. She was a nobody as an individual. That's a very good way of putting it. How sad. Right. We don't know about that. So so what we're seeing is is the current political climate is is on one side there's an anger driven side. And what we're saying is stop with the anger driven shit because you are that's what I'm saying, and that's what yeah. you, that's what you're saying. Because no, if, arrest them all. No, 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 no. Okay, well, God damn it! I guess you're right, but, but and that's what, what I'm saying. Like again, going back to it, why do we have to lead with so much anger? Why? And and, and that's my problem. It's and it's on both new, sides. It's the, it's the new political, but it climate. is mostly on the the right. I will give it that, and it is the political climate, and that's why I stopped kind of watching Anderson Cooper and such because I started seeing that anger come through in there too, and I was like, Bleh. I don't want anger. I just want fact. His equivalent on MSNBC would be Joy Ann Reed, not Rachel. Rachel's not anger based. No, but she's consu- conspiracy based, so she kind of reminds me of like the Tucker Carlson. But without the extreme racism. As long as you understand that Rachel is queen. Oh my God. <laughs> Watch this space. I love me, Rachel Reed. Rachel, I know. Rachel you, she's your girl. Uh, oh. But but you know what I'm saying though. So like, wait, it, but but back to back up. Okay, so back up to her. So she's one individual, insignificant. So but let's, let's, but let's get a whole bunch of these individuals, and that that's what happened. And we have, and we have January 6th. Yeah. So so arrest them all. But. But, but how do we know who they are besides what they... They out themselves. Okay. They do. Sure. So they committed a crime, and we have arrested all of those who are crazy enough to go through and storm the Capitol. But you can't just say, hey, um, I'm going to arrest people. Now, in this case, if she goes online and states that she's going to make an active threat, then yeah, that's different. Arrest her then. But... 
just because somebody posts, you know, a MAGA inspired meme or uh, quote or something, you can't just arrest them. That's sure. ridiculous. I will concede that. But I think they're also being put on the radar. Well, Keep, sure. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, you can't really arrest somebody unless they've committed a crime. You can't make it a crime to speak your mind, even if that is liking the MAGA process. And these people that I think that should be imprisoned sure. for their extremist domestic sure. terrorist uh, points of view, true social users are now doxing the grand jury uh, who indicted Trump in Georgia. I heard. <sighs> That's nuts. Look what they did with the... Look what, uh, on, and on for the those of you who don't know what doxing is, Rick... It's outing all your information, credit card information, home, right, they address, them everything. cell phones, they're, everything. They're putting their life on the internet for everybody to mess with. But then on the flip side, on the liberal side, mm -hmm. look what people have done with the Supreme Court justices. Exactly. Just ripping people apart left and right. And that's funny because that's a double meaning. Uh, and and that's the thing. Where is, where, are we, where is it that we can agree on a middle ground, right? That's that's the operative question, I guess, is what it's evolved to from how do we accept the MAGA people to how do we approach a middle ground that's welcoming to everybody. As she celebrates America's independence at a fireworks show here in Boise, Idaho, 70-year-old Pam Hemphill can't help but remember how she felt on July 4th of last year because she was getting ready to go to prison. Even though you were unhappy and scared in prison, you feel you were guilty of what the crime was. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The January 6th Capitol insurrection. Mother and grandmother Pam Hemphill, who had recently been diagnosed with breast cancer, was there. She had long enjoyed taking video of political events and told police at the Capitol she was a citizen journalist. But she also believed former President Donald Trump's false claims that he won the election. And this is what she was telling people outside the Capitol as she shot her video. Whose house does it belong to? It's my house. Come on in. You just come in. Come on in. She continued shooting video. We are the people. And Pam Hemphill ended up inside the Capitol building. She flew back to Idaho, still believing much of the dogma she had been taught that led to her coming to the Capitol. The Democrats wanted this to be a communist country and that they were um, drinking babies' blood. Did you believe that? No, I thought oh. that was kind of weird. Okay. However, a few months ago, she had a revelation. So when you heard the former president say that he would consider pardoning some J6ers, it changed your mind? Absolutely, 100%. And what did you then think of Donald Trump? That's it. He's just a master manipulator. He doesn't believe anything. He just thinks he's smart enough to pull a wool over you. But there's people like me waking up. And do you feel the former president's responsible for that? Absolutely. He's the king of that gaslighting. It's a cult. It's a cult. Richter, raising your hand. What? Like a student in your classroom. Yeah. My motto has been give and receive love. But MAGA does not believe in that. At all, and they it's to punish you. It's to I'm a realist now. I'm tired of being the heartbroken, optimistic, they naive little girl. You. 
who saw the world through rose-colored glasses. Right now, it's the Punisher. <laughs> That's right. I want to be Negan. Get him. I want to be Negan from The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. With a baseball bat with barbed wire named Lucille. There you go. You're just going to go around and smack conservatives across the face. No. Extremist MAGA people. There you go. But then they're going to already come after me with their AR-15 since I don't believe in owning one or something like that. That's true. The state of Georgia versus Donald Trump. This being the fourth indictment against our criminal ex-president. Okay. Is for trying to steal the 2020 election. Yes. And it brings the grand total of how many felonies? 91. 90, I was going to say, I almost said 94, but 91. 91 felonies. 90, over 90, I could just say, and that's impressive. Here's the best part. Miss Fanny, the district attorney. Mm, Fanny. She's handing other states with their fake electors the ability to pursue somewhat similar charges, and Arizona is considering it. Oh, I'll bet they wasted all their time with flipping Fruit Ninja or whatever. Carrie Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Lake. Oh, God. Wasn't it? But wasn't the, 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 the cyber ninjas, did they do like an investigation oh, into their election and like so had to go through all the ballots? And just, yeah, I just put them on display and made them the butt of a joke. But there could be a fifth indictment the that comes fruit from ninjas. all this. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Guess what happens, Tim, on March 4th, 2024? Um, there's probably, I'm going to, it has something to do with the indictments, right? Yeah. One of them is. This one, the, the Georgia one. Is the Georgia one. Uh, what happens on that day? On that day, does the trial begin? Yeah. Jury selection. Jury selection. There we go. Could you, and that's going to be a long trial. Would you, if you got a jury sim, summons and you show up to court mm-hmm. and it turns out it's for this case. Which I wouldn't because I'm nowhere near it. Yeah. Would you do it? with your personal beliefs against Trump or would you say in good conscience, I can't do this? I, I wouldn't No. Here's what I would say is I um, would, I would probably say similar things to what I say on this show. If they ask me questions, it's all Which about, they would. yeah, it's all about the process. So let's run him through the law and see if he broke any. And if he did, then let's take a look. They would pick you. Maybe they would pick me. Yeah, they would. <laughs> Just based on that. Me, I'd be like, oh no, I'd be taking off my earrings and saying, I wish a motherfucker would. Right. Well, and here's here's the other thing. Here's <laughs> why like, they oh. wouldn't pick me. Here's why I would get nixed immediately is because so what the, the, the defense would say, this guy knows his shit. He's probably going to walk him through this and find all the flaws. So let's nix him. And I would be on my way home. I am fist pumping the air. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You never know. You never know. I can imagine they would probably not want me on that jury. I would be too fair, and I would fuck him up. <laughs> we have been struggling this past week in saying the following vernacular, the RICO Act. Oh, yeah. RICO stands for Racketeering Influence Influenced Corrupt, corrupt Organization. organization. It's been hard. It's not a part of our normal everyday jargon. It's going to be now. It allows prosecutors to connect multiple crimes among multiple defendants to tell a story of corruption. Here's the best thing about this RICO Act happening in Georgia. Okay, what's the best thing? All 19 of the indicted defendants, including Trump, face a five-year unpardonable mandatory minimum sentence Mm. unless they Mm. cooperate. For Miss Fanny... 
Yeah. This has worked for her 11 times. Oh my God. I just went from six to midnight. (laughs) (laughs) The prosecutor credited for using Rico to take on the mob was Rudy Giuliani in 1985. And now, what an ironic twist. I know. He's being taken down by his own beast. He has to now defend himself against the very charge he once prosecuted. It's poetry. It's a fall from grace. Get him. The universe works in circles. (laughs) It really does. You know, it's amazing. Uh, And the crazy thing is, is when you heard the phone call, everybody was like, you know what? You can't do that. And that's the thing, like, that instant gratification was right there. You were just like, oh, we got him. And now it's like, it's taken this long. And hell yeah, it's taken this long just to get started. Because, again, the check and balance part of the government moves very slow. It's methodical. Well, you have to understand that, again, the icebergs are everywhere. And, the, and some of them are bright orange. Yeah. Spray tanned. And America's a very big ship. And if we are not very precise in our calculations, we can hit one of those icebergs. Democracy is very fragile. And a case like this with someone like Donald Trump, which has never been done before in our country, it's like a it's like a house of cards. It really is. One wrong move and the whole thing can come tumbling down. Uh-huh. I'll let you read the next few things here. It kind of breaks down what's going on. And... All right. But before you but read this to yourself, because there's a joke in there. I'm going to read it live out loud right okay. now. So we're going to read some notes Rick gave me. 19, peop- 19 people were charged, including the crunt boss himself. We saw some unusual suspects in the lineup. Rudy. F- <laughs> See? <laughs> he found the joke. Farterini. Rudy Fodorini, Sidney Powell. I just... (laughs) (laughs) See? (laughs) Now you got to redo it and deliver the joke. Come on. Take two. Beep. 19 people with shark. (laughs) (laughs) The answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness. Just like you... 19 people were charged, including the crime boss himself. We saw some unusual suspects in the lineup. Rudy Fartarini, Sidney Powell, John Eastman, Jeffrey Clark, and a few new pace. Paces? Faces, typo, sorry. Jesus Christ, you can't do this to me, especially when we're alive. Abigail Joe was my typist. Mark Meadows, Kathleen Chesbro, and Jenna Ellis. Poor Jenna. Not only was she forced to sit next to Rudy as he was shitting his pants, but now she faces two counts, one of which stems from alleged efforts to convince Georgia state senators to unlawfully appoint presidential electors supporting Trump. The answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness. Just like you, witness, witness, witness. And now that girl created a GoFundMe page because she can't afford a lawyer oh. and Trump, she's turned on Trump. I'll bet she has. She had to sit next to Rudy while he was just, <laughs> just, <laughs> God dang, I can't, I just, it just seems, that's like a, I feel like that picture of her face looking at Rudy is something that's going to be printed in history books, right. you know, where it's like poorly like printed on with ink and somebody's like erased it and drawn some eyes on her face or some shit like that. Somebody drew the fart coming out of Rudy's ass. 
So let's spilling everywhere. Let's create the scorecard. Jenna has two counts against her with this. Okay. That's it? Mm -hmm. Rudy, Mr. Farterini himself. Okay. 13 counts. He's in trouble. Mark Meadows, this is the first time he's been named, is charged with two counts, one of which relates to the call with Georgia Secretary Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. Mm -hmm. And Mark Meadows was Donald Trump's... Chief, Chief of, of staff. staff. That's right. Yes. Yeah. He was the guy sitting on the couch going, uh, president doesn't want to stop. He doesn't want these people right. to go away. He just wants to let it happen. So right. he was the plug between uh, sanity and insanity. And he held that damn. So out of Gross. these three so far that we've gone through, Jenna with two, okay. Giuliani with 13, okay. and Mark Meadows with two. 13. Jesus Christ. My money is going to be a Mark Meadows and Jenna cooperating. Just those two? So far. Sure. So far. Because, first of all, Trump's not helping her. Well, and I think when you look at the five-year mandatory minimum, if you don't cooperate, everybody's incentivized now to cooperate as best they can. Now, it goes back to how do you determine somebody not cooperating? But if... Rudy gets up there and says, I don't recall, I don't recall, like pulls a Jeff Sessions or a Hillary Clinton, <laughs> right? Then, well, is that not cooperating? Or are they saying, well, I just can't recall because I'm a dumbass? Yeah. The next one, mm-hmm. conservative attorney John Eastman, Mr. I Plead the Fifth. Oh, yeah, that guy. He's got Fifth. He has nine counts for plotting to send the fake slate of electors to Congress. Well, and again, it goes back to him being the architect, right, yes. of this whole thing. So he is a significant player in this. So those counts, he was the one, for those of you who don't know, that designed this playbook, right? And he typed it up, didn't he? Like, there's a memo. There's a yeah. whole, it's it's in writing, which is crazy. And we can dive into that someday. Here's a little history on Mr. Eastman. He was a former Supreme Court clerk to Justice Clarence Thomas, who was a key oh boy. contributor to planning by Trump allies to contest the election. Like you were just saying. The indictment claims that Eastman sent an email suggesting that the Trump presidential elector nominees in Georgia needed to meet on December 14, 2020, sign six sets of certificates of vote, and mail them to the president of the Senate and other officials. His defense, Tim is stating it was politics, not criminal activity. That's not politics. That's subverting the political process. By, And I can see what he's saying. He's saying, look, um, so let's submit our own electors, and here's the process of submitting our own electors. I'm just telling these people who wanted to be electors the process of going about being an elector. I'm just educating them. Right. And that... Uh, yeah, it's some shady shit. And that it goes back to the brilliance of how Donald Trump says he's smart, right? He, in terms of he's smart of being very evasive. As long as I use the right language, I, I can get out of anything because I can, I can twist the truth. I can twist the intention. Right. Right. As long as there's no intent to harm, then I'm doing no harm. And that's terrible. It's like saying, well, uh, it's not 
the bull's fault because you put them in the china shop. Right. And this goes back to the RICO Act of being able to tell the story of corruption. Exactly. Jeffrey Clark. Who are the people that put the bull in the fucking china shop? It was you, Rudy. (laughs) Jeffrey Clark. He's that guy that wanted the Insurrection Act and wanted the military to take over all the voting machines. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so this guy, another guy who orchestrated another piece of this puzzle. Yeah. Branch of this whole thing. Two counts. That's not much. And claims an email he sent to then-acting U.S. Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen seeking to send false information to Georgia Governor Brian Kemp was substantial step in the racketeering case. He was the guy wanting Trump to use the Military and Insurrection Act. Okay, so what he wanted to do was send false information, made-up statistics, made-up fake shit, to the the state government of which state? Georgia. Georgia, right, of course. To Georgia. And then go in with the military and seize all the voting machines. So here's what we're going to do, guys. Come here. We're going to make up some shit. We'll put it together in a little folder. We'll send it over to Georgia state electors or state officials. And then we'll use the military to go in. And then when they say, what the fuck are you doing? We can say, hey, we sent you a notice. We're coming in to get the stuff. Right. Which is insane. Do you think he could? That's flip, a coup. Do you think he could flip on Trump? The because fuck, did we miss that? He has two counts, whereas Eastman has nine, and Giuliani's got thirteen. <clears throat> okay, well Giuliani uh, and uh, Eastman. So Giuliani, we knew, was calling senators and people left and right, trying to figure out how do we fuck this up. Yeah. So he was in it for the, for a lot. John Eastman, he was. In it because I think he and he was the architect of the uh, the fake electors, and so he was he just didn't do that one thing. He had to have done a lot more. So what else did he do? Do we not know yet? I don't know. Not in my notes. That's right. probably well, and that's the thing. So we'll what else? It. Did We're going to find out. And yeah, <laughs> I, and, and that comes down these all yeah. these, especially with Eastman. What more was done? Because just that one thing that you mentioned cannot be enough to to take nine counts. Into account. That's crazy. So we have 13 with Giuliani. Which is understandable. Nine with Eastman. Mm -hmm. Our next (laughs) runner-up, contestant number four. (laughs) Cindy Powell. Um, Yes. Oh, I win. favorite cuckoo lady. Yes. She's weird. She's facing the lucky number seven. Seven counts. Seven counts against me. mm -hmm. Relating to planning Trump's efforts to contest the election. Anybody who believes those counts are just crazy people. I don't know how anybody could believe it. It's just cuckoo. Yep. (laughs) Moving on. Kenneth Cheesebro is charged with seven counts, Cheesebro, is that true? His name is Cheesebro? Stemming from the plan to submit a Or is that a, a joke that I missed? That was his real name. Yeah. It was all about the slate of fake electors from Georgia. Going, going back to that, because that's another big thing. Now, I heard somewhere, and I didn't look into it, that uh, submitting fake electors has been a thing in the, that's done in the past. I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about that either, but I'll have to look that up. Now, we're getting into some names that aren't as popular and have have not been on Fox News, which is why we recognize these people. Georgia lawyer Robert Cheely is charged with 10 counts. That's a lot of counts. 
Michael Roman, someone else, has seven counts. Well, let's go back to Chile real quick. That's Who, all I have. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all you I'm, have on Chile? That's what I'm giving, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about them in a moment. Michael Roman has seven counts because he allegedly received documents from Cheesebro in December of 2020 that were used by Trump electors in Georgia to cast the fake electoral college votes for the former president. Okay, so his role was to be on the receiving... So he was the guy in the field. Yep, the charges against Roman stem from the fake elector scheme. That's so he was like, okay, I got my guy over here who's setting us up with all this information, and I'm going to go through and process it, and I'll hand it out to the electors. I'll take care of it. No worries. That's your guy. The fake electors, the people. The fake electors, Okay, and the here people. are the fake electors. Out of the 16, uh-huh. only three were charged. Oh, wow. Meaning the others accepted immunity deals. Oh, okay. So they were just like, yeah, we fucking did it. Let us go. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Slap us on the they're, wrist. They're, they're probably like, you know what? This really isn't we'll my give you circus. all our stuff. Yeah. They're probably Not my like, monkeys. Like, yeah. They probably like, we didn't. And they're the people that got roped into it. It sucks. That's just got like up in the hype and then, ah, oh my God. There's another woman here that has more counts than Sidney Powell, Kathy oh, Latham. Oh, wow. L-A-T-H-A and Latham, Kathy Latham. I don't know. A Republican official has 11 counts in the indictment, some of which relate to the scheme to submit a fake slate of presidential electors. I feel like that's the one that's God. really going to mess people up because there's so many there. Well, and I wonder if they give them like for like uh, different things or are they like different because like the people involved? I don't know. It's just so many questions. Right. The others stem from the effort to allegedly tamper with voting equipment in Coffee County. Where's Coffee County? In Georgia. Georgia. Okay. David Schaefer, a former state senator and chairman emeritus of the Georgia Republican oh, yeah, Party. Didn't they just walk in and were like, hey, we got to take a look at this thing and like start ripping it open? Has been charged with eight counts. Jesus. All about the elector scheme. Sean Still is a Republican member of Georgia State Senate mm-hmm. and is charged with seven counts. The indictment alleges Still falsely claimed to be a presidential elector from Georgia and is accused of misrepresenting himself as a secretary of the 2020 electoral. So that's why he's, he's being charged because he was a public figure and that's a violation of his public office. Imposing as somebody else. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, you, oh that's like, that's a felony. He's going to beg for that to be taken to federal court though. Probably last but not least is Ray Stalling Smith. The third Get a look at this guy. Okay. <laughs> this dipshit has 12 counts against him. Okay. He's accused of advising the fake electors who met at the state capitol and cast votes for Trump and signed documents that falsely claimed Trump had won the election. Okay. Here's where stuff gets weird. Okay. Entering the Kanye West area. Oh, what? Jeebus. You've, you've forgotten. I've forgotten. Trevian Cuddy was a former publicist for Kanye West, the rapper now known as Ye. Oh, send Ye to jail. Anti-Semitist Ye. Oh, boy. Here we go. Cuddy yep. is charged with three counts, two of which relate to a plan to pressure Ruby Freeman, the former election worker in Fulton County. I cannot say what specifically will uh, take place. I just know that it will disrupt most of them. She was the one that was trying to get her to come clean at the police station. Ruby's like, I'm not going to talk to you. Remember all that? It's all in video, all recorded. Oh, yeah. And then it just messed up her and her mom's life. 
Stephen Lee, a pastor from Illinois, is charged with five counts that involve the attempts to influence Ruby Freeman. Do you know how it feels to have the President of the United States to target you? The President of the United States is supposed to represent every American, not to target one, but he targeted me. That poor woman. Right? Willie Lewis Floyd was the director of Black Voices for Trump and faces three criminal charges. The, the indictment claims he participated in the effort to pressure Ruby Freeman. Okay, yeah. So he's probably just like, you know what, I, you, you just got to give in, Ruby. You just got to let the Lord Jesus take the wheel. God. Scott Hall is a Georgia Admit bail... Admit to it. Scott Hall is a Georgia bail bondsman who allegedly helped with the unlawful breach of election equipment and theft of voter data in Coffee County. The indictment states he faces seven counts in all, six of which relate to those efforts. Man. It's crazy. We're almost done with all the list here. Oh, nice. We're getting there. Misty Hampton is the former election supervisor for Coffee County and faces seven charges. She is accused of allowing two unnamed co-conspirators to enter the non-public areas of the Coffee County Board of Elections and Registration Office and facilitating their access to voting equipment. Right. So again, they just went into this place and just started ripping the equipment apart and going, we're going to try to find something. Something's in here. Out of all this, the two heroes of the whole Georgia indictment here are... Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Shea Moss. Yeah, absolutely, because they persevered through the bullshit, right? Here you are trying to be a flipping citizen of your country. Yeah. And again, I love America, don't get me wrong, but it's just about what America you love. And if you love democracy, you love Ruby and her mom. Oh my God, they're fantastic. And they fucking targeted her. Hey, let me take my power as president of the United States, and let me show you how I can step on you, you little significant aunt, and your mother. Ridiculous. It's just unbelievable. It's childish. Ms. Moss, how has this experience of being targeted by the former president and his allies affected your life? It's turned my life upside down. Um, I no longer give out my business card. I, um... I don't want anyone knowing my name. I don't want to go anywhere with my mom because she might yell my name out over the grocery aisle or something. I don't go to the grocery store at all. I haven't been anywhere um, at all. I've gained about 60 pounds. I just don't do nothing anymore. I don't want to go anywhere. I second guess everything that I do. It's affecting my life in a, in a major way, in every way, all because of lies. For me doing my job, same thing I've been doing forever. You know, come to think of it, there is one more hero other than Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. Okay. It's the Georgia Secretary of State, a Republican, Brad Raffensperger. He shut down the attempts by Trump and his allies to overturn the election. I guess like days ahead of the January 6th Capitol attack, uh, a newspaper 
Washington Post. Yes, it was the Washington Post published the recording, that infamous recording of the hour-long phone call between Trump and Raffensperger, who rejected Trump's request to challenge Biden's victory. And he told Trump he was relying on debunked conspiracy theories. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. Here's another win for Brad. He defeated his Trump-backed challenger in the 2022 Republican primary, winning re-election. He's another man that did his job, just like Mike Pence. And the, tr- the real truth is I won by 400,000 votes, at least. So what, so what are we going to do here, folks? I only need 11,000 votes. Fellas, I need 11,000 votes. Give me a break. So recently, mm-hmm. Fox News did a poll. And this is another example of the tide uh, turning, and it's now becoming a blue wave against MAGA. All right. Trump's effort to overturn the 2020 election results, something illegal, 53%. Something wrong, not illegal, 20%. Nothing seriously wrong, 24%. And this is, who is this, among registered voters? This is just among all registered voters? On Fox News. So on Fox it News. But that's coming from Fox News. That's sure. huge. 53% think it's illegal? Yeah. Yeah. In the next poll. Classified documents. 53% think illegal. Georgia election interference. 51. Federal election interference. 47. And mm, hush money payments. 34. <laughs> Poor Stormy. God damn it, Stormy. Um, yeah, no, I, I think uh, it shows that – here's what it shows to me. If they're looking at just people in the country, uh, that's split along party lines with a little bit leaning towards some Republicans thinking it's illegal, which makes sense because you have some people who, who are, are there. But, uh, again, it just shows that that there is – you can get away with murder his level of influence because that's what he operates on. He operates on this ability to be so vague and move in the gray zone. He just does that. He just moves in the gray zones, all the gray areas, and he gets away with everything. For a moment in our history, that sentence of yours, he was able to get away with murder at his level of authority. And he told us he could. He said he could go down to whatever Fifth, Fifth Street River, Fifth Avenue, and shoot somebody. somebody. And he took his followers, and he rushed to the Capitol, and one of them got shot and killed, and he got her killed, and then he got other people killed throughout that whole process. Just a fucking piece of work. All right, um, would you support Trump if he is the twenty twenty four GOP nominee? Definitely, probably would. Thirty six percent, and that makes sense because that's and this is of all likely voters. And then definitely probably wouldn't are 64%. Now, you have to look at this with a grain of salt because this is split clearly and evenly. There is no yes or no. There's no maybe or or, or thing of that nature. Um, it's just two extremes. I don't see the middle ground here. And that's dangerous because, again, what it really tells us is 
who supports Donald Trump and who doesn't. And when you see 36%, that's one-third of the United States and one-third of the electorate. That makes sense because that is about uh, the amount that support Donald Trump. What it comes down to in our elections is the middle ground. You have about a third that is crazy conservative and you have about a third that is crazy liberal. I, mean, I wouldn't say necessarily crazy liberal, but maybe. Uh, but there's the middle ground, that other one-third of the United States. And here's the crazy part. That one-third, they don't vote very often. They're the ones that kind of abstain and they're like, I don't really care for voting or I don't think my vote means anything. So they just don't give a fuck. And so what it comes down to is who's pulling the most pie from that piece, right? And conservatives, uh, they kind of found their, their niche, and they started taking big old handfuls and chunks out of that pie. And now, and, 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 and it's been mostly down the middle, but there's still a lot of pie that doesn't vote. And so when you hear Trump say, like, I had the most voters in history, well, that might be true uh, on your side, but that just means that you grabbed more voters out of that piece of pie that doesn't vote. Now, the Democrats have been doing a pretty decent job of pulling people out of that, too, because I think a lot of people on that side who, who haven't voted are starting to see how the politics are affecting their everyday lives. Right. And so it comes down to the operative question, how do we give something to those voters, even the MAGA voters, that they can vote for and bring us all together. And it sucks because we focus in, we hyper fixate on issues we can't agree on. And we let those dictate whether or not we're going to agree with everything else. And it sucks. Do you agree that the tide is changing? In what way? That MAGA is ending and Trump is um, metaphorically dying. Yes, I think a lot of people uh, in that pie that didn't vote woke up and were like, hey, yeah, we need to vote for something and we want to vote for something that's going to make the economy better because that's really what it is. And so people went with Donald Trump and they're like, we'll forgive his sins. We know he's an idiot. We know he's probably going to do some damage. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, he's going to do what's best for the economy and he's going to make us make money, Right. And he's going to promote our nationalism, which is important to, to our conservative people. And he's going to uh, allow us to just be what we want America to be. And that's a place where you can just make money on the backs of whoever you want. And uh, I think it's done more damage than people thought. True. And a lot of those people, it's like, you know, with Brexit, people are like, oh, I regret doing that. That was dumb. Um, <laughs> you know, we thought it was funny. Ah. Um, but but yeah, it comes down to I think a lot of those people now are going to say, hey, maybe we messed up and we're going to vote like we did last time, but maybe we won't vote for Trump. Maybe we'll vote for the other guy because to be honest, I feel like even with all the crazy negative talk, we are as a country with Biden's few things that he's done, we are moving in a better direction. I'm not saying Biden's my guy. But for now, he better is. than Trump, he is. Yeah. Well, and it's about the administration and the direction we're going. Right. Republicans right now are that conservative nationalist uh, economy first. You know, if you, you know, get screwed, sorry, <laughs> kind of mentality versus. Um, you know, the Democrat progressive side, which is, you know, let's make sure we're all getting through this together 
And but it also, all you have to understand too is that there's also another end to it. There's there's this capitalist versus socialist kind of butting of heads too. And, and they, people at the low end of the spectrum right, who are poor, right, are the ones suffering. They are because um, in the, the policies that that Donald Trump put forth were really good for people who are in the upper middle class and the upper class. Uh, they weren't very good for the people in the lower class. Like when I redid my taxes, like I don't get to write anything off now. Um, I, and I don't get to take as many tax cuts as, as I, as I used to. It wasn't great for me. Um, and there's a lot of people out here who didn't get an advantage. And then there's other things that were lost, just things that make our community better just got nixed too. like all the public programs. It sucks. There should, there should be a balance between capitalism and community. That's the problem. And there's not. You know what else sucks? Hmm. And now it's time to let's quiz Tim. Oh, let's take a bathroom break before we do that. I gotta pee. What do you got for me, Rick? What trial begins on January 2nd, 2024? Ooh, the January 2nd trial. So we've got four trials. And of those, we know like two have been set, three have been set. Four. All four have been set by yeah. now. The January 2nd one that's coming up, I want to say, is that the Stormy Daniels one? No. The Department of the Justice. The Department of Justice one. Oh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't paid that much close attention to it. What famous trial began on January 24, 1995? Ooh, what famous trial? Was that like famous. Watergate or something? Famous. Famous? Fucking famous. Oh. 1995, January 24. What was the trial? OJ. Is that right? Yep. Hey, look at me. Fucking Nixon. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're a high school teacher. Yeah, I this know. is why Abigail Joe calls the judge and threatens her. This is why. Yeah. What did our president, our criminal ex-president Donald H. Christ, uh-huh. call Ruby Freeman? Uh, what did he call her? Yeah, there was a name. Mm. Um, I don't know, like crooked. Ruby. Uh, we'll I'll accept that. Crooked Ruby. He called her a professional vote scammer and hustler. Oh, that's rough. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but yeah, crooked kind of goes along with that. Yeah. Yeah, not terrible. Yeah. President Biden gave Shay Moss and her mother Ruby what? Um, the Congressional Medal of Freedom. Something along those lines. I don't know. <laughs> Damn. No, no, you want to know why that doesn't work is because it's the Congressional Medal of Freedom. It's not even the same branch. It's the, uh, he gave him the, the Presidential, Presidential Citizen Medal. Medal. Yeah, 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 whatever <laughs> medal he is. <laughs> what did the president give him the Congressional All right, one? So the Presidential Citizen's Medal is the second highest civilian award What's in the United first? States. What's the first? And is second. The, the medals those girls mm-hmm. got was the second highest medal. What is the first one? The Presidential Medal of Freedom. Yes. <laughs> you got that one. What are the three things in becoming a Trump cult member? The, the three things? 
Name some three things. Three things to becoming a Trump cult member. I would say um, a gap in your teeth. <laughs> um, probably clothing with holes. <laughs> and some sort of addiction issue. Oh, okay. They got dark real quick. We'll accept those three, but here's what we have for the answer. Okay. Buy his merchandise. Okay. Decorate your lifted truck with his fly axe. Oh, that is important. Give that billionaire all your money for his legal phase. Right. We don't need an electric bill this month. so many. But yeah, I, I like your answers, though. Okay, good. One of the 19 indicted in the Georgia case used to troll comedian Kathy Griffin pretty hard on Twitter. Who was it? Oh, no. One of the 19? I want to say it's like, uh, it's not... Donald Trump. Well, take him take him out of the equation. Rudy Giuliani. Jenna Ellis. Jenna Ellis. Really? Why? <laughs> Weird. Kathy said this. Okay. This dumb bitch oh, used boy. to come for me on Twitter all the time. This news, the indictment, is sweet, sweet nectar to me. <laughs> Ew. Gross. Here's our last question. What was created in 1970 as a tool to wipe out organized crime? Crack. Crack is a tool to wipe out organized crime? Depends on your perspective. Is that your final answer? No. Uh, What was used as a tool to wipe the RICO Act? Yay! Yes, it went after the family business. Extortion, racketeering, and murder. Hey, you know, us Italians, that's what we got to do. What would you say is a rough percentage of people that don't have a basic lick of sense, common sense? 36%. Oh, man. And what was that poll that said 36% would still vote for Trump? Damn, you're right. Oh, man. Well, and, and, and you have to understand, too, that it's not necessarily their fault. It's not, um, it's not, it's a, it's an ingrained way of thinking. It's conditioned, right? You're conditioned to believe what you are told and believe that that is fact because what that information, that information comes from a higher authority. It's a patriarch or whatever you call it, right? Um, you know, you look at, 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 the conservative household, right? You have at the head of the household, the man and the information flows down through him to the woman, to the rest of the family, blah, blah, blah. And it's not a a thing you question. You just have to trust your man knows better. And that's the same way with politics. And the the problem is, is that uh, the, the people at the top are lying to the people down below and they're just believing those lies. On our last podcast, we talked about what we thought um, and guessed had the strongest probability of putting Trump in prison. And we went through the Stormy Daniels hush money case, Mm. the insurrection, the Department of Justice case, and the classified documents case. Now we have this one. I'm excited about this Georgia case because of the whole RICO Act. They have the whole criminal organization just put out there like on a big board with lines connecting the dots. 
and the emails and the audio tape. 11,780 votes. I just need 11,780 votes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all. Where did they go? Nobody knows. They were there. So now the, they're gone. <laughs> I love your impression. I wish you did more of it. Yeah, maybe. So, with this information now being out in the open, finally, does this change your original guess as to what gets him put in behind bars? Because we both agree that the, the, the documents case is the weakest one out of all this. It is the weakest one out of all this. Um, but at the same time, I think it's a matter of process. I think there is potential for more than one of these to put him in uh, legal jeopardy. But also remember, too, how our legal system works. Just because they're convicted doesn't mean they're going to get sentenced to jail. So if we're looking at one with potential for actual jail yeah. time, actual mm-hmm. prison time, mm-hmm. the RICO Act. Yeah, you, you agree with me on that I one? can agree that the RICO Act uh, one is the, the most likely one to put him behind bars. Oh, I can't wait. Which will be interesting. Oh gosh, I'm gonna be singing gospel music like I did when um, uh, Biden won the election. Hey, I'll kick you in the nuts. You can sing falsetto. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, go ahead and follow us on the Twit X, Richter underscore Riolo, and at Tim breaks it down wherever I am. You're on Twitter still. You I'm haven't joined Threads. Twitter. I haven't joined the. I'm know. on Threads. I might join Threads. I'll tell you what, if people are really interested, they'll let me know. Yeah, but also on Threads, you don't use hashtags. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Not yet. And we'll probably be back with another podcast when something big comes down. Right. We kind of moved away from this video format because it's a lot of editing for Rick. It's and a he lot, does all the work, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. And, you know, the podcast does better on Spotify and Apple than it does on YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for those that are watching us, we have some video, a slideshow that goes on with our little visual spectrum. Spect- we call it a visualizer audio oh, spectrogram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we like mention like something like a meme or it video, pops up. It pops yeah. Up. It, well, that's, like, that's like a slideshow. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. A little PowerPoint to go yeah, along with our easier. presentation. That's exciting. All right, guys. Good luck, Donald. Shit. <laughs> 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 I only need 11,000 votes. Fellas, I need 11,000 votes. Give me a break. Thank you for listening. We here at Break It Down with Rick and Tim realize that some of these topics are very hard and difficult to talk about and to listen to. It's also important to realize that by turning the blind eye and not discussing these things, We're turning away from the light, and the only thing that can defeat the darkness is light. Be light. Give and receive love. And on that note, you can check us out on YouTube and our website, BreakItDownWithRickAndTim.com. See you next time. President Trump, if you see this, please save us.